Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind podcast with Hilary Saxon and Bob Anderson. Today, talking the pros and cons of developing remotely. Bob and I will unpack the reasons you might want to develop remotely and the reasons you might not and leave you feeling well informed to make your own decision, but we'll definitely give you our opinion. So let's jump on into episode 102. Welcome to episode 102, the pros and cons of developing remotely. What's that, Bob? I I thought the last one we did was 100. It is, but I'm missing episode 101 because... Ah, now I remember that deal you did with Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk has promised to be on my podcast 101, and I don't know whether I want to bring him on this one or mine when I relaunch it, which is a more global platform versus this yeah, being when, just an when Australian you la- when one. you launch a new book. Which is out, seriously, uh, I think the 24th of June. So okay. close. Anyone wanting a copy of Three Wines and How to Increase Your Self-Confidence Today Without the Hangover Tomorrow, let me know. Send me an email and uh, you'll go on the waiting list. It's pretty exciting. I can't wait to launch it. Hey? I think that might be a better one for Gary because it is it is global and it's a bigger subject than it is property development in australia oh well never mind it's, maybe it's, i can do a deal with gary maybe you could well <laughs> number 200 i haven't i should play it actually we might even play the video of where, yeah, where you flew all the way to nz from australia <laughs> to ask him to be head of the line to sprint <laughs> yep and uh, up on stage yeah that's tenacity for that you. is tenacity hey yep wow can't yeah. wait for things to happen. You've got to make them happen. But now I'm stuck in a quandary. But anyway, I will make that decision very soon. So, Bob, yeah, I've got a few notes that I've written down over here. Okay. And both you and I develop remotely, and mm. you probably have done uh, well, we are at way. the moment. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I'm sure you've done tons of remote development yep. in your past roles. Being yeah. yeah, my past roles in the property development companies I've worked for and, mm. and myself as well. Yeah, developing remotely. I always say the key to success in developing remotely is to have a good team at the other end. Yes. That makes life so much easier. There are quite a few other things to consider as well. And, I mean, you and I both don't have a problem with it, but you're right. No. It's, the, it's about the team who's there mm. on the other mm. side. Yeah, well, I mean, you're doing project in Perth, which couldn't be further away from where we live. No. Like five hours on a plane, whatever it is. Mm. Yet, you're pretty comfortable with that because you're joint venture partner. Yes, because of my joint venture partner. <laughs> I'm very comfortable with that. Well, let's take a look. So I've actually made a list of things. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. But I, I'll let you unpack them and maybe give your opinion as well. So I've written down, Bob, diversification as in investing in property development or developing into different states allows you to diversify a little bit more, mm-hmm. meaning... Um, other states might have different... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's diversification. It's sounding a little bit like financial planning, isn't it? Yes. They love to diversify your, you know, your investments. Well, that's true. I mean, if you're doing more than one project, I mean, if, I guess if you were doing like three projects and you're doing one in each state, what they're saying is if it, if it goes a bit quiet in one state, maybe the other one's going up and then one counts the other. And that, and that can happen. This is what I'm saying. I wrote, I wrote these down. Oh. <laughs> yes. I was expanding on them. Yeah. <laughs> Would what you if, like me to be quiet and you just read? No. 
No, because I've only just got a, a few ideas and I think that you probably would have a few more. But what about the tax benefits as well? I know for me being a New Zealander, mm. it's more beneficial for me to develop in WA than, than other states. I remember the my property accountant told me that. Yeah, so this well, you're right, taxes. There's three main taxes that we have here, federal taxes, which is GST, income tax, capital gains tax. But then there's other, well, I'll call them a tax anyway, land tax and stamp duty. And that, mm. that's certainly stamp duty can vary quite a bit from state to state. Land tax can too. And that can be affected by the structure you have uh, as well. And incentives. Mm. I remember, oh, well, look, you know, Victoria treats stamp duty differently on off-plan contracts. Mm. Uh, there's... WA had some pretty big incentives during the during the end of COVID as well uh, to encourage like stamp duty relaxations and other things. I've I can remember once in Toowoomba and I did a project in Toowoomba. The council who wanted to encourage you know activity, more development, waived contributions or at least they re- greatly reduced contributions for a period of time. And they could be pretty ugly, you know, $30,000 well, a what, townhouse. So. What gives the council the right to do that? Do they just... Well, they, they can charge decide, them, they can do whatever they like. Yeah, but is it like, <laughs> we're going to do this for this year, we're going to do this for people doing X amount? What, how does that work? Well, they were trying to stimulate the economy there, I think, and building construction, as you know, stimulates a lot of areas of the economy, mm. not just the pure building or, you know, the builder or the developer. And, and so they, to, to encourage further development... One of the things they did was greatly reduce the contributions. I can't remember whether it was for six months or 12 months. But contributions were something like $30,000 per townhouse. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a four-pack, it's an extra three buildings, assuming there was a house there. It's $90,000. If, if you drop $90,000 or even you know $50,000 off, off your costs, that goes straight to your profit. Mm. And so when you're working out your margin, you're getting the double effect. You're getting $50,000 off your cost, but $50,000 on your profit. And that, that could actually get a borderline project well and truly over the line mm. to finance. So, you know, there's big upsides in that. That's just an example I gave anyway of, you know, councils or governments incentivising things and drawing activity to them as well. And it happens, you know, different states and states and councils. Bob, I wrote down here that another benefit would be spreading risk as in diversifying across different markets. You know how a while ago Perth went through that, you know, the lull Mm. and some states don't. And when you develop in different states, you can make the most of the particular state that's doing well, can't you? Because at the moment some people are finding it's difficult to find sites and that's a bit of a throwaway subject, I think, as in every state has a place where sites are working, but potentially some states have a few more than mm, others. Would that mm. be correct? Yeah, and I have seen people chasing the shiny object. I can remember back in, say, pre, probably pre-2014 when the Perth market was really hot for, mm. for a number of years. In fact, the average price of a house in Perth was the highest in Australia. It was more than in Sydney. Really? And, and now have a look at it. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, so probably from about 20, 2010 or 2011 up to 2014, a lot of people developed in Perth who lived on the East Coast. 
simply because the, the market was really booming. Right. Uh, it did have a rather severe correction in around June 2014 because West Australia is so much dependent on mining. Yeah. And, you know, it's gone through a mining boom and when West Australia goes through a mining boom, everyone's making money and then it went quiet and it dropped anything up to about 25, 30%. And it's only in the last year or 18 months that it's actually come back and passed that. But what I'm saying is a lot of people chased the yes. growth in Perth. And a lot of people in Sydney, when Brisbane was having a, a good run, you know, they'll, they'll do that. The, in the old days, well, <laughs> I'll say the old days, you could almost... Was pre- there power back then? Yeah. <laughs> we had candles. Don't we? Okay. Yeah, I can remember studying at school under candlelight or <laughs> kerosene lamp. But anyway, um, it was almost predictable. And I'm going back probably to the 80s now, so I'm going back a bit, 80s, 90s. Say Sydney had a bit of a boom mm. and then the heat would go out of the Sydney market and let's say Melbourne didn't have a boom, the heat would go out of Melbourne and then Brisbane. Was it like a, a cycle? It was, yeah, it was fairly cyclical. And, uh, and, and the same in the construction industry because you'd find a lot of builders and contractors would, say, ride the market in Sydney when things quietened down. Let's say it was hotting up in Brisbane next or whatever. Uh, a lot of transit people would come up here and they'd, they'd uh, build a lot of tradies and that sort of thing. It was sort of predictable. Do you but see that so happening much. now or not well, really? Well, there's a lot of out, outside influences rather than just the pure markets. See, back, back then it was just the market. Yeah. Whereas these days a lot of government interference in things. Uh, as you know, government's interfering with, with stamp duty, putting taxes on windfalls, you know, all those sorts of things. Mm. Uh, we had COVID, which was, a, you know, something... The government did. did well, the, government. <laughs> the, the government had a huge incentive program at the end of it, but it yes. only really helped part of the market and, and you know, really Messed threw, threw things into them. Yeah. yeah, and then we had the correction we had to have. So, so like, a lot of outside influences. If you leave the market alone, it, it finds its own level, but, and probably in the old, older days. The markets were left alone, more, a lot less interference. Right, so there's a lot more interference. Mm. Now, do you know, just as you were talking then, I find that almost everybody that I talk to that's investing in property and then coming over to development, because that's what we do find. They, yep. they start by investing and then they realise it takes too long and then they go on to developing. So if you're listening as an investor, give me a call when you're ready to start developing. But yeah. I've noticed lately a lot of people that I talk to, and I do talk to an awful lot of people about you property sure development, are investing in WA Hmm. they really are like over and above any other state right now that's just conversations I'm having and you know I suppose Hmm. that's quite a generalization but do you think that that's happening more at the moment well well it is happening more whether that's the you know the epitome of where to invest or where to develop but no that's investment not that's not developing yeah investment yeah um well that's normally triggered by the mining yeah I mean it's I, I, I used to make the joke sometimes that, the, you know, if you're investing in Western Australia, it's more about mining and commodities than it is about real estate because mm. if, if mining's going well, real estate goes well. Mining's not going well, real estate doesn't go well. And they don't have a big secondary industry for when the mining doesn't go well. If you think of a place like Queensland, Queensland has a lot of mines and does very well out of the, out of the mining industry, but they have a huge tourism industry. Mm. Western Australia, yeah, it does have a tourism industry, but it's nothing like Queensland. It's got nothing to fall back on, mm. really, uh, at the moment. I don't think I'd ever swim over the other side, over there. Way too many sharks. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and another benefit of developing out of state is the expansion of your network. 
yeah. like you find well you're going to find more people who are connecting to you and with you from the property development realm mm. and so the potential for more opportunities because it's yeah. an it's an opportunity game like i know, you know i'm gonna say your name again connie like what an opportunist what a connector what a networker jeremy mm. you know mm, there yeah. are people who in our community that you see them they connect with people cares like they mm, mm. they make they making noises and but i especially you know connie she's fantastic at connecting with tradespeople, with mm. people everywhere. And I think if you develop out of state, then you make those connections out of state. Yeah. Yeah, I've made some great connections out of state when I've been developing. I did a, a retirement village in Bendigo some years ago now. and You often refer to this one. Was it a favourite? Oh, I, I, I liked it. Mm. It went well. But I often use it as a story because I was living in Queensland, developing in Bendigo, not even Melbourne. I mean, when I went there to fly to Melbourne and then hire a car and drive up to Bendigo. Mm. And, but I didn't do that very often. So getting the, getting the approvals through was really, I had a really good planner, mm. planner surveyor down there that I used on that and a good architect. The architect was from Melbourne, uh, but it's only like an hour and a half up. So he was really good on the design. He worked really well with the town planner. The town planner was a local in Bendigo, uh, quite substantial, been around a long time, mm. well connected in council. And that got me through the approvals fine. And I used a local builder who not long previously, probably 18 months earlier, had built another retirement village there. And so he was familiar with that. He was well-priced. And be, so during the whole construction phase, it was really the architect was dealing with the builder, not so much me. I was getting reports but didn't do much directly with the builder. During the approval stage, it was a really good town planner and the architect. So the architect was the linchpin there. Uh, ben is his name, and I went down. I probably went down between you know, starting to get the approvals and finishing construction. I probably went five times to Bendigo, mm. and and I could have gotten by unless, but I just felt compelled that I should go down and have a look. I know even now when we visit the current retirement village in Tamworth, it, we've actually made some connections down there now. Mm. Yeah, we you know we turn up, we see you know a couple of Johns and this person and that person, yeah, and yeah. you know go to the same restaurant and stay in the same place, and and yeah, we have made a few connections yeah. there, and even the builder, you know, you've got you've made connections with those mm. people, mm. so that is a benefit, and maybe just expanding your network because they could bring you further opportunity is where that was leading. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, we got a great builder, but the builder was introduced by the marketing manager. Mm. And we spoke to over 30 builders on that project mm. to get it right. And so that, you know, there's a, I made a new connection, which is the, the, the marketing person who works for a big marketing company that we have. And yeah, he, he gave us a gun, a gun builder. Mm. And another thing with developing out of state, especially if you're developing to keep, so you're yeah. you know, developing into a rental for a rental market, mm. you can choose areas to develop that have higher rentals. Yeah, yeah. mind you, rentals are pretty high everywhere at the moment from what you have seen on television. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but yeah, and you can you could target like even infrastructure, like say, I've always done well developing near universities, mm. for instance, our hospitals too, because. And I've, I've often done four-bedroom townhouses near those institutions because near a hospital, we know that nurses are quite happy to, you know, shack up together. And so you get four, 
four bedrooms and four little en-suites and they are cracker rentals, you know. Mm, mm. And so I don't really care whether it's, you know, Queensland where we live or, or somewhere else. If, if that opportunity comes up, if that infrastructure is expanding and I, I can get into it, I will. And the other thing, you can mm. go on a good holiday. Well, we you, need it, to go over yeah, and visit yeah, my... Claim it on tax too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go over and visit my... Yeah, re- re- visit my NDIS project in yeah. WA and then we can pop down and see Coralie down in Esperance. That's what I want to do. Yes, go to Esperance. Me too. Mm. So what about the negatives, Bob? The negatives of developing out of state. I'm going to go with just maybe a bit of the unknown, having to trust people. And yeah. you know, we it's unfortunate in life that we can't trust everybody, but... I'm sure that does happen when they're where. Have you ever had that happen for you that you've trusted somebody out of state? Oh, I, I made a mistake trusting people where I live. What are you talking about? But, oh yeah, but, but okay. in your state, yeah. I mean, often you don't have those sort of referrals that you might have where you live. You know, yep. from a, you know, a trusted associate or a friend. And uh, look, I guess I've been lucky, but I, I do some pretty solid due diligence before I engage somebody I don't know, whether it's local or interstate. I had a great experience, as I said, with the um, with the one I did in Bendigo and. And, and currently, that's good. Um, and, and the same with you. Mm. But it is hard. Well, actually, no, I lie. Um, I did have a problem. I had a problem with a builder in Victoria mm. who did come recommended from an architect I knew. Uh, but it turned out to me not, not good at all. Not good. Not good. <laughs> And actually, I know I'm knowing the site. I think, or I know of a, uh, a development you've had where the builder wasn't doing what they said that mm. they were doing, and there was fraud and involved. The, in yeah, the quantity surveyor wasn't yeah. actually he doing the he work wasn't over, over his job properly. You're just saying yes, but not checking paying in, paying claims that weren't legitimate, and there's yep. false claims being made by the builder. I mean, had that been, you know, close by to where I live, might have been there more often. Maybe that wouldn't have happened, or at least not to that extent. Uh, so that, mm. that's an example. But always say, you know, having a gun team at the other end is good, but we, we, didn't, we didn't choose a good builder. We thought we did, but mm. that builder apparently was going through a lot of personal issues, but, you know, that, that you can't know about. But uh, You know, another thing, yeah. Bob, is you probably have more of an idea uh, on a market that's closer to where you live Hmm. and so there's probably a little bit more homework required and I do know of some people that are developing out of state and they still go there prior to purchasing just to get the feel to understand you know perhaps living on that side of the street's better than that side of the street in a patch and just having that extra knowledge from Mm. being Mm. in the same state can be a little well can be very beneficial hey I'm thinking back to some of our mentoring students back to about 2014 now, going back, pretty nostalgic today, hey, going back in time all the time. But come back, Bob. Come back. But they wanted to develop in Brisbane because they considered the Brisbane market was on the move. They lived in Sydney where things were pretty expensive. And so they had a couple of trips up and what they did was they lined up some architects, a couple of town planners. They did research on where they thought would be a good patch. Mm-hmm. They then track down the movers and the shakers agents the agents that sell you know sites and you can do all of that remotely you know yes. you can do that on the internet telephone calls and just the research you do online and they set up a lot of meetings they came up spent a week did that went back came back for another couple of days and 
and that was it. The, the place was nailed. You know, went and saw some open for inspections, mm, mm. projects other developers had done, talked to a range of consultants, marketers, got a really good handle on pricing. Uh, they, they already knew how to do a development, uh, but it was now in a different different state. And, and they found a, a site fairly quickly and, and started on that. And within probably three or four months of obtaining that site, another one came up through the, through the same real estate agent. So next thing they're doing two, and that, and that just grew. They only intended doing one remotely. I think they ended up doing nine. Well, there you go. Property Mastermind Mentoring Program. Start off doing one, end up doing nine. How yeah. good. So what another sort of not so... I mean, you've given a, a great example there of... In fact, I think it sounds like we're giving more examples on why you can rather than yeah. seeing it as a negative. I mean, we're just pointing out that there are a few things that could act as stumble blocks, but really yeah. they're not that bad. I mean, because you and I are both doing it, and mm. you're, you're right, it's just about the team. You yeah, know. yeah. It, it could be... It could be that you have a project manager at the other end, even. You know, it could be it could be that much, and you could, you might travel. You know, every every second month, come up, go down wherever you are. Mm. It can work well. It, the same story, though, having good people at the other end. But then, why would you have a project manager when that? I mean, that fee. That's why we promote the mentoring program because you oh, just to go to, to site it. inspections, not, yeah. not to manage the project. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably didn't use the right terminology, but but somebody who can go to site. Mm. See, I use the architect in that one I was talking about in Victoria. So he wasn't managing the whole project, but he was managing the construction phase. Mm. So it depends what you call a project manager. I guess I was thinking more of during the construction phase, mm. visiting the builder on site. You know, you don't want to be flying from Melbourne to Brisbane every week. Uh, and it's cheaper to pay somebody like a, a an independent quantity surveyor, not mm. the one that the financier has, or a, an architect. They could do contract administration mm. and and do it that way. I'm reminded, Bob, of a guy you've re- referred to a couple of times in the podcast. The And this would be something, if you are developing out of state, would be that FOMO thing. No, you know, where people worry that they're going to mess out and they're not at an auction and they start panicking and they buy anyway. And it yeah. can happen in your own state. But if you're not there, you know how an agent can make you believe that, <laughs> uh, you, that you know, it's going to go well and it's going to go hot and perhaps just not having that local knowledge yeah you know. and just being on the ground i'm talking about the guy that no, just no, bought no. overnight no, no. And it was a it was a he was a wood duck and board of shambles but mm. but you know what it's like when you go I've, i mean i've bought over the phone at auction and i've bought at an auction um the, over the phone i definitely felt a little bit more un not mm. fully uncomfortable, but it was a different experience than being yeah. there. And I think that if you're developing out of state and you really want something, you, the emotion could take over a little bit more than reality. Would that be a case, do you think? If, if it's a really cracker site and you think you've got a strong chance of getting it, I'd, mm. I'd even go there. Oh, for sure. You know, for, I don't know, $500 worth of airfares or whatever it is, I'd be there. I remember the last auction we went to, which was earlier this year, that, that we bought at mm. auction. Yeah. Oh, because like Bob is very diligent on this is the final price that we w- it will not go over this because it doesn't work. So you just don't get emotional, you don't mm. buy it, and it was oh crikey, there was six people bidding, but it dropped off pretty quick and went down to two. Yeah, us and somebody else, and it's just that feeling of will you just stop bidding? We knew they would eventually, but crikey, I think I, I think we went. 
was yeah, it yeah, yeah. twenty thousand over in the end, which was you know we're yeah, talking yeah, pretty yeah. substantial uh, dollars here. But that twenty thousand was like oh god, and that would have been the last bid, hey. Mm. But I wonder if you're not on the phone, you couldn't see that person how they were bidding, see their their reactions, their emotions, like, what they or, were like. Or, if, or even if there was somebody bidding at all. Yeah, exactly. Like that one you alluded to before where a person was two states away. The auction was held at night in the real estate agent's office. The person we're talking about only found out about the site that day, did very little due diligence, and, and here he was bidding at night on a site he didn't know much about, and you've got an agent on the other side telling you how the bids are going. You don't even know. If they could be lying in bed just watching Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, oh, bids are going well. Oh, someone's just come <laughs> in. They've, they've, they've banged it up 50 grand. Let's knock them out. Let's go 100. Yeah. And probably no bidders. Yeah. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. Real estate agents wouldn't do that. I don't think. Well, Bob, so I think we've come to the conclusion that developing out of state is actually okay. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, and lots of people do it. Yeah, well... Including, including ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So don't be afraid of it. Really, it's about knowing what you're doing and having a good team, isn't it? Having a good team at the other end, yeah. And and be prepared, if you're choosing another area somewhere else, to go spend a little bit of time there. Become the local expert. It doesn't take much. You could do it pretty quickly. A couple of weekends, bang, you're done. Maybe even yeah. one weekend and a few other weekdays. So before we close up on episode 102, just a reminder that 101 didn't happen because we're deciding whether it's Gary V or not, and that's a Hillary, that's a Hillary decision to make. It's your decision, but I've got a feeling it's going to go towards <laughs> what you're doing. I think it's not going to be a Bob thing, or it's not going to be a property mastermind well, thing. Well, I didn't earn it. I didn't fly to another country to line up Gary V like you did. No, so exactly. I don't deserve it. But, oh no, we. It's a we thing. <laughs> but the other thing is, this week, well, we have spent the entire week mm. Filming our new Property Accelerator membership program. and All it, brand new. All brand new. And it is going to be amazing. We've got getting started in property development. We've got small subdivisions, which I Separate think is... Separate course and subbies. Is probably Australia's only uh, subdivisions course. We've got Renovations 101. And we have the my uh, performance and mindset course oh, a full course it is epic i spent a lot of time creating this course so it's going to be fantastic When's it launching? probably in about six weeks from okay. now so what are we on we're on 8th of june this will come yeah. out 9th 10th of june maybe late, about late july end of july maybe mid july i'm thinking mid to late july i'm thinking mid july and i think i decided today that the mm-hmm. first month will be a dollar and i went into a, i went my heart Started to flutter when you said a dollar. Oh, because I think once people see it, they'll be like, wow, this is amazing. It also gives you access to our live Q&A, which are every fortnight, which is mm. live, not pre-recorded, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah, enough that's of... That's what we've been doing. That's what we've been doing. We were looking at cameras for a week. But mm. anyway, that has been a great episode. I hope we've swayed you to think about developing out yeah, of don't, state. Don't be fearful about it. No. And if you're interested in learning any more about what we do, reach out, propertymastermind.com.au or admin at propertymastermind.com.au and we will love to have a chat with you. All right, bye for now. See you next time.